Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy! Um, We are going to continue uh, just by saying thank you for allowing us into your living rooms this past year for allowing us onto your mobile devices and on your screens and just sharing with others the hope of Jesus. And we're just so fortunate to have that benefit of technology, so fortunate to be able to share with others the love of Jesus and to know that his presence transcends even us meeting together where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is. Yes, that scripture is true. The context, if you want to know about context, join us Wednesday for that life group led by Tim Horton. But the context is that in discussion or disagreement where two or three are met, God is with them. But in life, Jesus is with us all the time, all the time. I actually as we just say, thank you for your continued generosity. Uh, You can see uh, the hygiene pantry is underway. We just thank you so much for being a part. There is uh, plenty of opportunities to give, and there's plenty of um, details that we can share, but you can just jump on the new uh, Living Hope Hygiene Pantry Instagram page uh, led by my daughter and just see all of the details there. Also, uh, we have... um, the tithes and offerings in the budget, we have designated resources going towards that. So we just thank you so much. Uh, As I was speaking earlier, I heard a pastor just share, stop with this church marketing BS about Easter. And he was saying that it's all a ploy to get Christians only to think about Jesus' resurrection on Easter Sunday. I was a bit upset about that post because we remember Jesus. We remember his resurrection on this Easter Sunday, on this day of the calendar. We choose to remember that he's alive, that God is with us, that his Holy Spirit is speaking to us, and his son is alive, his body, his remains, his corpse has never been found. Though many people would love to disprove the reality of Christianity, they cannot because they cannot find those remains. There's more documentation about Jesus' resurrection than there is even about people walking on the moon. And if you disagree with that, then research it. As I just listened to Lee Strobel talking about such a thing just this past week, I believe it was focused on the family. It was on one of the Christian broadcasts that he just shared that he went to disprove Christianity. But after two years of research, finding all of the facts that would restate, that would share, that would uh, bring to light that Jesus did rise from the dead. He did not disprove it, but he proved to himself the need for Jesus and Christianity. So as you might say, oh, Easter, Jesus is alive every day. Yes, yes, he is. But on this day, we get to choose to celebrate corporately the truth in life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you have not made that decision, then we certainly encourage you to do so. Now, we're just going to go into a sermon, a talk, and we are going to hope that you uh, uh, gain some knowledge from this talk. 
we continue in Hebrews 6, Hebrews 6, 13, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself. When God made a promise, when God made a promise. Well, let's go to uh, last week when we looked at Hebrews 6, 12. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised, to inherit the promises. We want to inherit the promises. What are the promises of God for believers, for followers of Jesus, for those that say, I choose to surrender my desire, my agenda to follow believing that you, Jesus, have said that I can have eternal, abundant life, not only heaven, but here on earth. I can have a hope and a peace and a joy to share with others, the salvation, the freedom and healing that you give. I can share that hope with others. That's a promise that we have in Jesus. Hebrews 6, 14, it says, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. This is Jesus telling us that he will bless us and he will give us many descendants. This does not necessarily mean that we're going to have many offspring, but it does mean that we can have many spiritual offspring. We can become spiritual mothers and fathers. It does not mean you have to reach a certain age before you tell others about Jesus. It does not mean you have to reach a certain title or gain certain influence before Jesus can use you to reach and share the hope that he has for others. Jesus wants you to be spiritual fathers and daughters now, whether you're seven years old and you're telling your friends about the hope of Jesus or whether you're 90 and you just became a Christian and he wants you to share with others the hope, the love of Jesus. Jesus surely wants to bless us. This word surely bless, it means to be blessed, to receive blessing. Do we want to receive the blessing of Jesus? Do we want to receive the hope that God gives? Do you want to receive what God has for you? It's been shared before at Christmas. If you're given a gift, you could be so grateful for that gift. But it would be obnoxious and rude if you never opened that gift to see what was in it, to see what the giver of the gift intended for you, that you could use it, that you could experience it, that you, that you would receive that blessing. And God is telling us that we can receive that blessing. And Hebrews 6.15, and so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. After waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. And we just think about waiting from Thursday to Friday to the devastation of Saturday. There was still that desire to wait patiently. Another version of the Bible says patiently endured. We endured what was taking place, not because we wanted to, but because that's what we had to do. We patiently endured what was there because we want to receive what was promised. Do you want to receive what was promised? That's kind of the, uh, the issue that many have with Christianity that we thought we would have life. We thought we would have prosperity. We thought we would have abundance. And that's not the promise that God is saying, God is saying the promise is that you will have Jesus with you, that Jesus would never leave you nor forsake you, that Jesus loves you so much that he is with you. 
I've asked Pastor Kenny to read uh, John 19. This is a few selections from John 19. And Pastor Kenny, it's uh, good to have you back on. John 19, 1, John um, 19, 6 through 7, 17 through 18, verse 30, and 40 to 41. So if you'll just read those for us now. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die, because he claimed to be the Son of God. So the soldier, carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with two others, one on each side, and Jesus in the middle. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it, and with, with the spices and straps of linen, this was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. Thank you, Pastor Kenny. And what a story that is that Jesus was taken and he was crucified. He was falsely accused. He was brutally beaten. And there was the thought that there is nothing, nothing that he had done wrong except to go against the religious leaders of that day. What a sad, sad time. And the disciples, the followers of Jesus, they waited patiently because they were reminded of the promise of Jesus. Jesus said, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. Jesus had said this prophecy about himself that people had to patiently endure the pain, the struggle, the uncertainty of can we trust Jesus? Can we rely on him? Will Jesus come through? That promise he made is that for us. And in Hebrews 6, 14 and 15, he said, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Surely bless and give you many descendants. After waiting patiently, they received what was promised. And for you, Christian, for you, person, for you, individual, human being, Jesus is saying, if you trust him and wait for him, he will always fulfill his promise. He shows up. And as Pastor Kenny read at the beginning, Matthew 28, 1 through 10, after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell 
his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. And as believers in 2020, we can say, open your Bible and see Jesus. Not sounding too new age for some. You can open your eyes and look outside at the beauty of God's creation and see that our Savior lives, that our God, our Creator, He made a place for us to celebrate Him, not just for ourselves, but for others. Hebrews 6 uh, 16 and 17, people swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. But God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath to the heirs. We spoke last week about Romans 8, 17. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings and waiting patiently and patiently enduring in order that we may also share in his glory, also share in his resurrection, also share in his eternal abundant life, his plan for us that we would know him and that we would make him known. We are heirs with Christ that receive his promise. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Uh, We have this anchor take hold of the hope set before us, take hold of the hope set before us. It's impossible for God to lie. So take hold of the hope offered in a different version. It's impossible for God to lie. So he has promised that he will do something in Hebrews. He has promised through his word that he rose his son, Jesus, from the dead. It is impossible for Jesus to lie so we can take hold of this promise. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. This hope that Jesus is alive, this hope that Jesus has a plan for us, this hope that people try to disprove. It's not just Christian historians, theologians, but it it is secular people that have looked, that have studied, that have tried to find the remains of Jesus, and they have not been found. Research, study for yourself, look into, so you can provide a defense. It's actually called apology, apologetics. We can provide a defense for what we believe because it's real, it's factual, it's true. He is alive. The God cannot lie. Jesus is alive. Alive and he has fulfilled his promise for us. He has fulfilled his promise for us. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where a forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. He entered behind the curtain 
He was a forerunner. He tasted death. He took on our sin. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And then he said, with great proclamation, it is finished. It is complete. I did it. God, you did it through me, your son, Jesus. People can have salvation because you love them so much. And so we say he is risen indeed on this Easter Sunday. He is risen indeed. This is not church marketing BS, blowing smoke, I assume, Mom, blowing smoke. But this is the reality that we have the promise of God that he loves us so much that he would take on our sin, past, present, and even future, that we might have life, that we might know his truth, that the empty tomb might tell us the reality of Jesus. And perhaps you're saying, Jeff, I've heard this story a million times, or maybe this is the first time that you've heard that Jesus died for you, but it's not where we live in shame and guilt. It's not, oh, he died, but it's no, Jesus lived according to his Father's will. God had a plan for him. He is alive again, interceding on our behalf, speaking to God the Father and saying, remember what I did for them. Your grace is enough. Let your peace be known. May they encounter and experience the truth of salvation, of freedom, and of healing of their soul. And so on this day, we say, Happy Easter. Because if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that you want him to be Savior, to forgive you of your sins, Jesus will do just that. So maybe you don't want to put it in the comments, but you want to send me a private message or an email, a text message, you can certainly do so. Please do so. And just say, Jeff, Pastor Jeff, Fuller, whatever you want to, however you want to address me. So I want to know this salvation, this hope, this peace, this Jesus. And we say, Jesus, for those that would dare proclaim you, we thank you that it is impossible for you to lie. So as we profess you, you come into our lives and you cleanse us from sin and you make us new. So lead us in ways where we learn your truth so we can grow and become maturing followers of you, Jesus. On this day, we celebrate your resurrection and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for each of us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. So we say amen. And we invite you to Zoom Fellowship following. Following that, this evening, 5.30 or 7 o'clock, 5.30 is full. So if you have not received confirmation of that, then please attend the 7 o'clock in-person service. Wear your mask, physically distance, hand sanitizer and gloves will be available. We're going to disinfect the chairs and the handles and just make it as safe as possible. If you are uncomfortable, that's understandable and there's no pressure 
for you to attend, but for those who can and would like to, we thought that this would be a great opportunity for us to come together as the church, the body of Christ. And so join us as you are able. So we say celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And remember, it transcends this day, but remember every day the hope that we have in our Savior, Jesus Christ. With that, we say, go in peace, know he loves you, and share his love with others. Happy Easter, everybody. Throw your net on the other side of the boat, the man called. So they threw the net on the other side. All at once, fish filled the net. John looked at Peter. It's Jesus, he said. Peter was so excited. He jumped into the water and swam to shore. It was Jesus. He made a little campfire. He cooked fish and bread on it. Come and have some breakfast, Jesus called. They did not have to do. They did not have to ask who he was. They knew he was their best friend, Jesus. He was alive. Jesus goes home. Jesus led his friends to a place near Bethany. He lifted his hands up and blessed them. Tell other people about me, he said. Then he went up into the sky. A cloud hid him so his friends could not see him. They stood looking up into the sky for a very long time. All of a sudden, two angels stood beside them. Why are you still looking into the sky? The angels asked. Jesus has gone up to heaven. Someday he will come back. The same way you saw him leave. The friend, then the friends went back to the city with joy in their hearts. Jesus had taught them many things. They would always remember that he had said, Do not worry or be afraid. Trust in God and trust in me. In God's house there are many rooms. I will go make a place ready for you. Someday I will come back and take you with me so you can be where I am. Wind and Fire. Before Jesus went home to be with God, he told his friends to stay in Jerusalem. He said that they would get a gift there. They waited in Jerusalem. Now there was a great holiday coming called Pentecost. Many people came to Jerusalem from far and near to celebrate that day. The friends of Jesus celebrated too. Suddenly they heard a sound like a strong wind blowing. And then they saw something that looked like little flames of fire resting on them. Then God's Holy Spirit filled them. This was the gift Jesus had told them to wait for. They began to speak in languages they did not know. The people who were there from other countries heard Jesus' friends speaking and they could understand them. The languages Jesus' friends were speaking were the same languages they had spoke. The people were amazed. This is what God promised us, Peter said. Then he told them about Jesus. Many people believed in, Jesus's, in Jesus that day. Thank you for watching. Happy Easter. The Holy Spirit was released as a wonderful gift for us all. Because of that gift, we are never alone. We have a God who loves us. We have Jesus who was born as a baby and lived on earth and suffered many of the same trials that we do. 
to show us how we should live our lives. And when Jesus was taken up into heaven, after rising from the dead, the Holy Spirit was given to us as a gift to be present here on earth. The Holy Spirit is active on earth, reminding us of what is right, opening our eyes to see as Jesus saw. Our memory verse for this week is John 14, 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Well, we thank you so much, uh, Olivia. It's great to have you join and be a part as well. And uh, as we go into our prayer time, we just want to uh, thank Stacey Granfield for her continuing um, presence with just leading us into God's presence through prayer and ministry. And uh, Stacy, we just are so thankful for you and for how God's used you. And uh, won't you just lead us once more in prayer this Easter Sunday? And we say, thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. And God is certainly good. And as um, Stacy was leading and there was uh, an issue with the microphone, I apologize, but we just are so comforted knowing that God meets us wherever we are. And uh, he is very, very good to us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, you can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you'd be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.